Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, boys and girls, friends beyond the binary, my patron peeps, it's time for the podcaster that pulls, puts the lulls. Have I done this one before? Uh, it puts the lulls in your coconuts and, uh, like, uh, whirls them all about in the most kind and comfortable way I can. It's time for Sleep With Me, the podcast you support. The reason Sleep With Me exists is because of you. Is sitting there rocking your value for value, uh, really the rarest of the rare. Uh, and I'm not like I say that all the time because it's true. Uh, those of you that value and value uh, patrons that are rare, uh, even among our patrons, but among all patrons, and then uh, definitely your needles in the haystack. Uh, and I uh, say, whoa, this is the needle that's going to keep. This is the needle that keeps the show going. Uh, so thank you, thank you so, for so much, and uh, let's uh, let's get on with the show. Uh, Sleep with me is also made possible with the hard work of uh, Carl W., who edits episodes. Chris Posty Posterson, who does our theme music and edits episodes. Uh, Skeddy, Sk- Skeddy, uh, Scotty, Kenny, uh, Jennifer, honor, honor, honor our work. Uh, Jonathan Mann is on our lullabies. You can commission a song from him at song.jonathanman.net. Eric and the team at Astound are on our website. Sleep With Me is a proud member of uh, Night Vale Presents. Check out all the great shows over at nightvalepresents.com, including the latest show, uh, Good Morning Night Vale. Yeah, starring three of the, like, uh, ch- just, just check it out. Believe me. Uh, put some, uh, see, can you, can you feel a smile on my face? And who's smiling? Well, it's just a dear scooter here. Yeah, and you can find me and all, everything at our website, uh, uh And uh, I think I'm forgetting something. Did I say Eric and the team at a sound on our website? And the kindness of the listeners who support one another in a listener Facebook group, Fridge Join, run by listeners in their spare time. And so I thank them uh, uh, because it's uh, I know what kind of work it is. Uh, uh, Sarah and Laura, uh, Keith and Stacy and Julie and Jennifer. And uh, that's it. What do you say we uh, get out with the show? Uh, hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep? Uh, well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do it the bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. I'm going to attempt to do the rest. And what I'm going to attempt to do is create a safe place where you could set aside whatever's keeping you awake, uh, whether it's uh, thoughts, uh, you know, things you're thinking about in the past, present, or future, uh, if physical feelings uh, you're experiencing, uh, or emotions that are coming up, or whatever it is. It could be other stuff, uh, you know, travel or other people traveling. Uh, changes in routine or work schedule or situational. You might have something coming up. Uh, whatever it is, uh, I'd like to take your mind off of that. And what I'm going to do is in an attempt to, to create a safe place, I'm going to send my voice across the deep, dark night. I'm going to use lulling, soothing, creaky dulcet tones, pointless meanders, uh, tan- superfluous tangents, uh, like... Uh, uh, other stuff I don't that I forget forget natural for organic forgetfulness uh, now available in jars uh, you know d- 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 deposit pending or something uh, organic forgetfulness 
organics. Well, anyway, we'll see if we can rem- we'll see if I can remember that. And that's not even a. Uh, I don't know if that's a veiled attempt at a pun, but uh, it was an ex- accidental, accidental pun. Is already uh, put on a scrap of paper to trademark that, but I don't think I did. Uh, but what I'm going to do is try to keep you company here while you fall asleep. Uh, I want to create a safe place. I truly believe you deserve to be treated with dignity, respect, uh, and that you need a you, you maybe don't need a break at bedtime. But I think you know you've being it's not easy. Kermit said it one time. Kermit the Frog, not the other Kermits. Uh, Kermit said, I believe I could quote. You know, maybe paraphrasing here, Kermy. Oh, sorry. Only Miss Piggy can call it Kermit Kermy. Sorry, Kermy. That means we're good. Fr- that means I we're good friends. Who? Oh, who am I? I'm a. How to get your number? Ooh, I don't know. My it's a uh, crossed wires. Believe it or not, it, perfect timing though, because oh, I was just paraphrasing you. Oh, uh, well, you, usually you're a little bit different in person. Uh, but I was just saying that once, one, one time. You said it's not easy being green. Oh, you sung it. Well, uh, I think we'll pay. Kermit, can I, I know you're like as big as they get, and I'm trying, you know, because I'm in a podcast intro, I'm not squealing or squeeing. Uh, but normally I would, and I've learned, you know, I say, well, uh, but uh, I got to, okay, this is totally awkward because I know the power dynamic is, uh, but I got to get back to you, Kermit. I'm in the beginning of a podcast intro. I could use you in about four minutes. Uh, I could give you a bit more airtime. Oh, you were sleeping? Perfect. That's perfect. I just uh, just hold on one minute. Oh, don't worry. I'll wake you right back up. Yeah, just leave just leave the receiver. You know, I'll, don't worry. If I have to, uh, I'll pause the podcast and shout to wake you up, Kermit. Okay, sorry for people. Uh, some, I believe uh, that's Kermit the Frog. Uh, it could be, you know, some sort of Kermit the Frog version, brain version of mine. Uh, so sorry, new listeners. I didn't mean to go off topic that fast. But, you know, when you get a major league celebrity and you have a chance to butter them up while they're waiting on hold, one of your heroes, uh, truly, uh, in in studio, kind of, uh, in fantasy, Kermit, don't mutter in your sleep. Uh, go back to sleep, Kermit. But don't fall too deeply asleep because I'm going to need you. Okay, what I was saying is it's not easy being green, as Kermit once said. Kermit the Frog, sorry, full credit, sir. Kermit the Frog once said. I'm sorry, Kermit. You want me to read all this uh, copy? No, I can't do that. This is just a uh, this is just a thought. It's a thought exercise or whatever. I know, yeah, I do realize my thought and thoughts need more exercise. Okay, sorry, I'm trying to, Kermit, why don't you do, uh, t- take it easy. Kermit, I was just telling everyone that it's not easy to be green. And sometimes, you know, whether it's our interpersonal relationships between, you know, people or, uh, you know, forest friends, as I like to call uh, our forest friends, I, I realize that you don't live in a forest. Uh, is, uh, Kermit, you know, this is like, if you were watching this, it would be like when I was watching the Muppet show. I don't know if you're pulling a Fozzie on me, but I got to get back to the regular listeners. You're making me feel like, uh, you, uh, like I feel harried or whatever. You're not harried. Okay. Uh, 
Uh, Kermy, Kermy. Oh, okay. Yeah, just put the phone back down. Okay, sorry, listeners. It's again, uh, yeah, there's some, you know, big shots or high maintenance sometimes. What can I say? I'm just kidding, Kermit. No, I didn't mean to get your attention again. Maybe subconsciously I did want to get your attention, but I really have to give my attention to new listeners. Yeah, so I wasn't expecting this to happen. Uh, anyway, so new listeners, sorry, usually I don't go off that topic. And Kermit, actually, Kermit, let me introduce you to Sleep With Me, a podcast that puts you to sleep uh, based on the idea Everyone deserves a good night's sleep. I think we could all agree on that. Yes. And whether you're green or whatever wonderful color of the rainbow, it's not easy. And that's why I work so hard at this show. And there's not really a lot of rules around this show, but here's what to expect structurally. Uh, usually the show starts off with a few minutes of business. That's how we keep the show going is the people who actively participate in that section of the show, like the next day or before they go to sleep. Then there's an intro. Intros are usually 12 to 14 minutes. I usually get to the point earlier in the intro. Uh, But they're kind of a show within a show. Clearly, yeah, it's time to get it started, Kermit. Exactly. Uh, That's what the intro is, but it, it takes 12 minutes to get it started. Yeah, I'm a bit, I'm a bit, yeah, I'm like, I'm like a sputtering motor for sure. Kermit the Frog, everyone, a new host to sleep with me, possibly. Oh, no, consultants. Okay. Yeah, do, 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 do can you bill me on 60 day, net 60? Okay. Okay, so anyway, so sorry. Kermit's really funny, even unintentionally. And by the way, listeners, I will be calling Kermit Kermy, especially if we have a consultant, uh, consultee relationship. Uh, it'll be in the paperwork. Yeah, put that, Kermit, have Scooter put that in a proposal. By the way, I'm Scooter also. Okay, so, whew, like, uh, this was not planned out. Uh, so, oh, so there's a long intro, kind of like a monologue. It never, it kind of no, it goes, it doesn't go anywhere. Because it's a metaphor for how the podcast works. Uh, made to help you wind down and relax uh, or feel comfortable. I mean, even when I'm having this uh, constantly being interrupted by Kermit the Frog or Kermy, uh, you Kermit forgot to brush Kermit's teeth or something, so don't worry, not in the room right now, is, uh, you know, I'm still here to put you to sleep. So it's the intro, a show within a show while you wind down. Or if you need comfort during the day, some chill time, or something to listen to while you brush your teeth. Then there's a story. Tonight will be our ongoing uh, episodically serial uh, modular series, uh, Nuns in Space, The Stand Chronicles. Okay, here comes Kermis running back. Yeah. Does does Gonzo know about Nuns in Space? No, but I I did say that, uh, uh, like, uh, it was uh, Pigs in Space was a big... uh, Sorry, Kermit, I actually forgot until this moment it was pigs in space. I always thought it was chickens in space and that it was Gonzo's idea. Oh, yeah, well, it makes sense, right? Okay. Uh, but, yeah, I did attribute the Muppet Show is inspiring a lot of everything for me. So thank you, by the way, Kermit. I don't think I've ever sent you a letter thanking you and everyone in the Henson family. So thank you. Uh, the podcast wouldn't exist without your help. Uh, um, so then there's a story, Nuns in Space, is Stan Chronicles, which you could listen to, Kermit. I'll send you a personalized copy. 
and uh, send it to your okay, your representative's offices as well. Great, okay, terrific. Uh, you know how you know Kermit. Like every six intro, I talk about Emmett Otter too. It, weren't you? Did you have like a an uncredited role in that? Maybe Kermit just winked at me. Everybody, this is it. I've hit the big time. Oh, Kermit, the listeners want to know why I haven't got your voice on the mic at all. But yeah, I'll just chuckle. Uh, so there's a story, a bedtime story, and then there's some thank yous at the end. Between the intro and the story, there's just some more business. And uh, that's about it. You, you, no pressure to fall asleep. I'm going to be here for about an hour to keep you company, uh, to take your mind off of whatever's keeping you awake. Uh, so that's, uh, um, and, and there's no need to listen to me. I think that's usually what I say when I'm trying to explain how the intro works. Kermit's laughing, hilarious, like it's hilarious. Uh, no, it's true, Kermit. You, this would have been empowering for you if you just told Fozzie and Miss Piggy and Gonzo not to listen to you. Hey, think about this. Hear me out, Kermit. You don't need to listen to me. You can listen in whatever way you wish, uh, cause I'm just here to keep you company. Like Kermit kept me company as a child. It just like the Muppets were there for me to take my mind off of stuff, uh, to tell me stories. You know, I won't sing or do any tap dancing, though I have Kermit. If you wanted to do a duet at some point outside of the podcast, uh, but so I don't know. This is this is rare. I've never had this happen before. I mean, I've had people call into my brain. Oh, I called you. Okay, well. I've accidentally had my brain call other celebrities, but never someone as big as you, Kermit. Big-hearted as you. You know, Kermit, that's what it, like, I always want to, I have a nickname. If I have a nickname for you, it, like, uh, that's a good sign. So, a good sign of what, okay. Yeah, so, sorry, listeners. So, here's the thing. You don't need to listen to me. I think you probably figured that out as we covered. There's also no pressure to fall asleep, uh, I'm going to be here for about an hour uh, to take your mind off stuff, to keep you company in the deep, dark night, because I've been there. Uh, feeling the meaning of that song, it's not easy being green. And if you, you know, and, and sometimes you like, uh, you know, whatever, I want, you know, the, the other lyrics of other songs, uh, they can be on your mind. Like the other, you know, some of the other Kermit lyrics, you could say, uh, you know, I I would like to form a rainbow connection. I feel like I have one with you, Kermit, and Roy G. Believe it or not, Kermit, this is, I don't know if this will make you laugh, but I have a rainbow connection with Roy G. Biv. You're looking at me blankly. Okay, Kermit, that's fine if you don't believe me. Uh, yeah, Kermit just said, am I the lover or the dreamer? And I'd say, well, why don't you, uh, get, why don't you call Roy G. Biv Esquire, by the way, Kermit? You'll be hearing from them. Uh, so anyway, I'm here to help. Uh, it's all I can do. Now, this podcast doesn't work for everybody. Surprise. Uh, but whether you're a frog feeling extra green or you're a frog uh, feeling super blue or you're whatever Eeyore is, a, a stuffed donkey, uh, feel, you know, uh, whatever it is, uh, I'm here to take your mind off stuff, to be, be keep you company, to goof around. You know, I don't, I don't, I'm here while you turn out the lights. Uh, I'm here while you take off makeup and the rest of the stuff. Uh, here, Kermit, let me pat you on the back. I've always wanted to do that. Uh, yeah, okay. I'm, I'm, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, friends, beyond the binary, I'm cradling Kermit the Frog. 
Kermit's head is uh, in the crook of my arm backwards. I think Kermit's faking being asleep for my own, uh, to increase my self-esteem. That's how good Kermit is. Because his mouth is open, like he's snoring, but he's not snoring because he wants you to be able to fall asleep. Also, Kermit's winking at me now, so I was correct. Uh, and what I'm going to do is tickle Kermit uh, uncontrollably once I get off of here. Uh, but whatever it is, like, it's keeping awake. I want to help. Uh, Spycast doesn't work for everybody. This is one of the more different uh, intros we've ever done. I think Kermit actually just fell asleep for real while faking asleep, which will make uh, tickling Kermit even better. That was a test to see if Kermit was awake. Uh, and I'm not sure because Kermit's, of course, a professional actor. So, um, whatever is it like, oh, I, I just want to help you fall asleep. I work very hard. It doesn't work for everybody. Almost every single listener who listens to the show on a regular basis, which is like uh, 150,000 people or something, say they need to listen to the show uh, two or three times before they became a regular listener, which I guess would qualify you as a regular listener. But before they said, oh, this uh, helps, I like this. So give it a few tries. Well, it doesn't help for everybody. I hope it helps you. I appreciate your time. Uh, and I really yearn and I really strive. I work very hard because I want to help you fall asleep. I helped. And also tonight I helped Kermit the Frog fall asleep. Uh, uh, within my Thank you, Kermit. Yeah, possibly within my imagination. Uh, thanks, everybody. Good night. And, and here's a couple of ways we keep the show going. All right, hey everybody, welcome to our serial episodic modular series. This one is a, good, a serial episode, uh, uh, for sure. Like, you could listen to this one in any order ever, especially when I catch you up here. So, snuggle in, you're really gonna enjoy sleeping to this one, or just being soothed by it. This is our series, is this Nuns in Space, The Stand Chronicles, or also called Stand Chronicles, Nuns in Space. And it's a season two of uh, our original series, Nuns in Space, uh, chronicling uh, uh, Stan, a uh, freestyle soda machine, and currently com commander of a salvage ship uh, in a cloud of delusion uh, just outside of uh, the planet Earth, uh, surrounding, enveloping, I'd say, the planet Earth in a good, like in a, in a neutral way. And stands, I'm not sure of the exact role yet, as sergeant at, uh, like, second-in-command, a scooter, who was once upon a time the commander of the ship. In season one, uh, Scooter, Stan, and the nuns from Scooter's childhood had adventures in space. And at the end of the season, they ended up in this cloud of delusion. Uh, so I'll give you the quick one on the cloud of delusion. So we have the planet Earth. Uh, the, we, we all are uh, spaceship Earth, however you want to call it. We're on it today. Uh, some of us probably more grounded than others of us uh, who our heads are always in a cloud of delusion. But uh, uh, so Earth was just like it is, just like you're perceiving it now. And at some point, uh, like uh, outer space, like the people say, is there life out there? Is there spaceships? Uh, is it just a dream? Is it something? Is it a thought experiment? All that got cleared up real, actually really quickly. Uh, when the Earth, like, got on the map of outer space. And I don't know if that was, is it like, a, like a, it's just a different story to dig into whether that's figurative or actual. 
But Earth was exposed to outer space, first gently. And, you know, somebody came from outer space. They said, hey, what's up? Uh, We're friendly out there. And, yeah, there's a whole galaxy or whatever is bigger than a galaxy. I don't know what's bigger, a universe or a galaxy. But, uh, you know, there's a whole world worlds out there full of, uh, you know, beings and uh, uh, places and commerce and stuff and, you know, friendship. I mean, the other stuff, too. But mostly they said, hey, we're not, you know, we know you got those movies and books and stuff. They said, what's a pod? How do you download a podcast? They said, uh, hold on, let me get my tentacles in place. How do you download a podcast? No, just joking. You just go, you just get, get a podcast app. It's a, uh, uh, what's pod? Okay, never mind. I'm trying to do an intro, actually. I, I can't get, like, uh, I'm trying to avoid the side, side benders of the story. Because I already had an intro where I interviewed Kermit the Frog for 45 minutes or something. Who's Kermit the Frog? Okay. Maybe we should, what's your name, Gorzak? Gorzak, I'll get back to you. We could be friends. Uh, but so, yeah, so Earth was exposed to outer space. Outer space was exposed to Earth. Uh, commerce began, uh, tra- tourism, uh, friendship, uh, relationships of all sorts. You know, mostly community-based relationships. They say, hey, you know, do you, people said, hey, check out this stuff we got on Earth called gum. And they said, oh, we call that shmajma, you know, over over here. Oh, but this is different. It's a different flavor. Ours is more of a savory. This is a sweet. And things were going pretty well, at least on the surface to the mid-surface. But as when these major changes happen, it's not always an easy adjustment because we have been living here on Earth uh, with the presumption that that was either a mystery or some people saw it, well, no, definitely this or definitely that. I just don't have total proof. And once things were confirmed, uh, you know, it, it, cha- it changes your way of thinking and viewing the world a bit. And that could be not easy. Uh, but most people were keeping that. They said, well, you know, I, I'll adapt. We tend to be an adaptable species, uh, which they complimented us on all the time. They said, oh, you'll adapt to, to, to this uh, space travel and stuff. Now, I don't know if it was the, the uh, subtextual stuff that I'm not talking about that triggered this or it was something else. But at some point, everything was going full boom. You know, we people were touring, you know, uh, people were visiting Earth. We we're saying, you know, here's a, here's this. We'll ship this out to you. And But at some point, the Earth, like, mysteriously became surrounded by a cloud of delusion a nearly impenetrable cloud of delusion, like uh, that if you went into it, you would, no matter what species you were uh, or what planet you were from, you would just get a little mixed up and uh, you'd say, well, you shouldn't go into that cloud of delusion because it's impenetrable. And that separated Earth from space. Uh, We don't know why. You know, I said, well, is it this or is it that? Uh, and uh, it really slowed things down. And the people that were here were like, "Why, well, you know, I got I to gotta get these sodas out to, uh, you know, FB47-26 Zerboid uh, uh, quick uh, while they're still cold. And at some point, you know, people were trying to figure this out. Everybody here on Earth, they said, well, we like outer space now. You know, what a ripoff. Get us back out there. And what they discovered, even though they threw everything at the problem, the greatest scientists, the greatest thinkers, greatest minds, it took people with a small, tiny, tiny percentage of Earthlings with a, just enough delusion running through their bloodstream 
it to say, oh, I can make it through that cloud of delusion. You know, I've normalized, I've internally normalized delusion to the point where I can go through a cloud of delusion, but very, very rare. We're talking like 10 or less people. And those people became harbor pilots. They would take a spaceship. Uh, now, the cloud of delusion was outside of Earth's atmosphere. So there's a spaceship uh, in, uh, in Earth orbit, a big one. Uh, still on the earth side of uh, of the delusion cloud, and they would basically take ships from that spaceship to one on the other side of the cloud. And Scooter just happened to be one of those pilots that could do it. And uh, this is all before season one started. And uh, uh, maybe like uh, his sidekick, his, his co-pilot was Stan. But at some point in season one, uh, Scooter took on a crew. Uh, that he didn't expect. It turned out to be the nuns from his uh, scooter's childhood. Or, you, you know, you can listen to season one for all the deets on that. Uh, that's uh, that's uh, like a slang term de- for details. Uh, and uh, they had adventures in space, about uh, a bang. And uh, now season two happened. It ended in the cloud of delusion. The scooter, Stan, and the crew, the nuns, and now a crew of a salvage ship are all on a giant salvage ship in space. Now, one special update for the current situation is uh, Scooter has kind of a, a nerd himself mostly to the cloud of delusion, and Stan is operational in the cloud of delusion, and then the nuns and uh, the, the salvage crew, they have these, like, delusion field generators, like uh, noise-canceling headphones, basically, for delusion. So now they're in the collided delusion. They can't get out, really, because none of that power, that's just power enough to keep them, like, uh, working together. Uh, but they're stuck on a salvage ship in the collided delusion. Not really, they're, they're, they don't, I don't necessarily know that they say, oh, we're stuck, oh, shucks. They say, let's make the most of this. So that's where we are. And right on time is our Hollywood announcer. Okay, so I, I just don't know how, world-famous announcer? Our world, no, you're not comfortable with that. Uh, our wonderful announcer, and the incredible, indelible uh, Antonio Banderas. Ban, 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 Banderas. Uh, the ladies, the gentlemen, the boys, the girls, the friends beyond the binary. It's time uh, for another episode of Nuns and a space holy cow which whatever you just did with that like thing at the end that was amazing oh thank you uh okay do you want to um hang out for like we could play a board game later like i may have a press i'm on a press tour okay well uh maybe what do you have like a, a g6 or something waiting outside at the airport Okay, well, I'll let you get going. Thanks, Antonio. Uh, I mean, I was just looking forward to it. Well, you know, what, what, also me sitting around. Okay, so you could use my uh, cell phone to do some Skype press calls, and then we play a board game. Yeah. Okay, thanks. That's Antonio Banderas, everybody. Nuns in space. Uh, ban- Banderas. Oh, so, yeah. Nuns in space. Uh, hey, pen pals, me. I'm here with Stan right here. Uh, right here next to me, uh, which normally stands pretty. Hi, pen pal. Okay, so that's fine, Stan. Stan may be uh, Stan may be taking over everything, pen pal. Uh, you know, because the last time I was, I wanted to make sure all the recordings were, were encrypted, 
and that Stan could send them off when I was trying to be a hero. And uh, for some reason now, you can't do the permissions or the triple authentication, whatever it is, a authentic thingamajig, according to Stan, is uh, we, we, there's an issue. So I can't offload the recordings off of Stan. And I've learned from making enough mistakes with file management to keep all the recordings in one place. And Stan's also good at backing things up. So now I have to record directly into Stan, which is definitely not going to work, Ben Pal. So for a, for a while, until we get it figured out, uh, maybe Stan could do these messages. Oh, Scooter, I'm really nice to meet you, Ben Pal. Okay, not right now, though. This is my last, like, uh, you know, also, Ben Pal, that frees me up for more heroic stuff. Uh, I mean, I won't be able to tell, Stan will have to tell, you know, if I do any more, you know, stuff, Stan will be filling you in, especially if it's big time heroic. Uh, but yeah, total mystery. I don't know if you can hear me quoting, quoting, but uh, Stan says total mystery that why I can't, why Stan has to record these from now on. You know, supercomputer with vacuum tubes uh, in other solid state Stan even, I put some, I think Stan has platter drives in there. Uh, but so, uh, good news, Ben Pal. Uh, for Stan, there's been a change. Stan's commander of the ship. I think you probably knew that already. You probably took, uh, we talked about the positive aspects the last time. Uh, and so we're here, you know, we got Commander Stan and the nuns and the salvagers in space uh, with scooters, you know, scooter here. So I'm trying to make the most of it, Ben Pat. Oh, sorry, Ben Pat, you guys you might, might as well just leave. Stan, you might as well just leave a recording. Scooter, Scooter, I'd just like to uh, check in with you. I'd like you to, uh, I wanted you to come to our craft fair. I've been I'm trying to, to tell you about it for a few days now. Yeah, uh, oh, yeah, so just, um, when is it again? Uh, Scooter, the other thing I wanted to talk to you about about the craft fair is I'd pr- appreciate it if you didn't make any disruptions or any scenes at it. You know, because I'm really trying to work with the crew and, you know, get get everybody. Uh, I'm trying to follow your example, believe it or not, Scooter. And also, uh, before you speak, I'd like you to bring your own craft to the craft fair. Okay, can I borrow one? Can I borrow one of the ones from your room, like those rock sculptures? Oh, Scooter, Scooter, a craft you've created that you would share with everyone at the craft fair. Okay, uh... Um, don't worry, Scooter. I have some activities to, to get you started. And if you just complete some of them, I think you'll find yourself uh, crafting right away. Wait a second. Stan, I'm supposed to be helping you become an artist, uh, not a commander of the ship. Uh, I'm not, and then, like, even though our roles have switched, uh, my purpose is still to help you find your artistry. And uh, that way we can find our way out of here, not the other way around. Scooter, you are helping me. You have helped me. And this is a two-way street, Scooter. It's a give and a give and a take and a take. Uh, trust, Scooter. Uh, you've helped me. I help you. So, so Scooter, before I want you to close your eyes. And take a breath and you start to use your imagination. You know, I'm going to start you right now. Before you object again, I want you to picture five. Well, no, no. Should I picture five rocks? We'll do picture one rock scooter from your past. A rock, uh, 
stand like a uh, uh, scooter. Just close your eyes. What is the first rock you see when I ask you to do this? Um, one of those pink rocks, uh, Stan, that has black flecks in it. I never, it's, well, it's more of a coral or, uh, yeah, it's like a pink with some grays. It's, uh, uh, not a circle, but it's roundish. It's uh, n- not entirely smooth, but pretty, pretty smooth. Uh, but, and I always uh, reminds me, I say, that, I, I don't know, that. yeah, that's the first rock I'm picturing, Stan. Okay, Scooter, I want you to picture another rock uh, that's in your mind there from your past. Okay, this one is a longer oblong, oblong, oblong or oblong rock. Uh, a bit like a rounded tube or like a, it's in its hand size. It's slate like uh, gray, but you see, is there blue in there? And it's very smoother uh, than the first rack, uh, but still not polished. It kind of feels like if you stretched out an egg. Okay, Scooter, that's good. An egg, stretched out an egg rack in your hand. And what's next, Scooter? What's the next rock you see? Okay, the next rock is the size of a coin, a bigger coin, like a 50-cent piece, or the O and OK sign. And the reason I say that is it's a little bit bigger than that because that's where I'm holding it. With my thumb and my index finger wrapped around it, uh, ready to skip it across the water. In a lake, it's also gray-like, uh, but definitely less of the the darker uh, gray, but not entirely light gray, kind of like a cloudy sky color. Scooter, are all these rocks from the same place? Yes, Dan, uh, from my memory. No, Scooter, like the same memory physical place? Uh, yeah, what, is it, what does that have to do with anything? Well, Scooter, I just think you should maybe stretch yourself a little for these last two rocks. Okay, so you're telling me I'm remembering, like, uh, you can't remember. You're telling me, Scooter, I just think you'll be put, put a little more effort into it. Uh, see if there's other rocks in your mind somewhere. Oh, Scooter, I didn't mean to just, yeah, that's so, thanks uh, for making me feel, that's fine. I, I can be with Charlie Brown, that's fine. Scooter, I just really believe in your... Ma- it's too late to compliment me, Stan. It's just your imagination, Scooter. I'm very, uh... Okay, that's fine. I'll try to hit picture another rock now that you've put rock-like pressure on me. Maybe I'll just turn into magma with all the pressure, but can't go, like, uh... Okay, go... Okay, Stan. Scooter, come on. Uh, close your eyes. Uh, what's the next rock you see, Scooter? Okay, okay, the next rock I see, Stan, is, uh, like a space rock, uh, oh, Scooter, that's, uh, I thought you were going to be sarcastic. No, it's, uh, it's pocketed, Stan, like with divots in it, uh, it's here in a field, almost craters, harsh angles, uh, and uh, it looks heavy, I'm like five feet away from it, Stan, and uh, it's the size of, you know, like a curled up, uh, like, pet. Uh, like, I could put my arms around it. But even at this distance, it looks dense and, uh, like, it has a ton of mass to it. 
The scooter, okay, tell me more. It's dark, uh, but in a much different way because there's an iridescence to it, Stan. And even a, I can feel a magnetic energy coming off the rock. Uh, but it's almost breathtaking being able to feel mass uh, even as I get closer because it's not like I can visually tell the mass of rock. Uh, in feeling the radiating energy off it, Stan, I want to reach my hand out and touch it. Uh, and I wonder if it'll feel warm or cold. Uh, and, and I want to be close to its matte-like iridescence. I'm thinking about it, uh, hurtling through space, Stan, here on Earth. Uh, Scooter, do you know it's a space rock? I'm thinking about it, hurtling through space, uh, imagining uh, it uh, hurtling through space uh, here to Earth. Okay, Scooter, I get it. And uh, uh, now I can't, like, because some judgmental uh, soda machine. Uh, uh, wait a second, Stan, like... Uh, how many, like, remember, it's like, is this, what's the difference between a space rock and an asteroid? A scooter, I, I don't, like, uh, I mean, do you want the exact definition? Uh, well, I was just thinking about it, and I was thinking about, like, uh, more, like, why didn't we ever, as human beings, say, let's just make asteroid spaceships? I mean, now we know. But uh, I don't understand why we didn't. I mean, I guess we'd had to make them because of the mass and stuff. Uh, but you know what I mean? The scooter, I, I think, like, w w maybe one day there'll be Earth made or uh, outer space made. But scooter, I, we need to do one more rock. It's, uh, the, this uh, activity involves uh, five rocks. Okay, but I, I, I'm really thinking about the, this. Is, this is deep, Stan. I'm saying yes. It's like, is this blue or is it black? Uh, is this metal, like, Stan, here's a question. Is this metal or stone? And can you, like, this is not, again, you don't need to look this up, uh, but is it an, can you have an alloy, does the alloy have to be all metal? Or, or can it be rock, rock and metal mixed together? And if not, can I build my house out of something like that? Scooter, you did, you remember you tried, you were trying to invent all that concrete, like, uh, 10 years ago? Well, that's because my cousin Kevin Foodie's like a concrete expert or uh, scooter. Okay, uh, what is the rock? Uh, what's the last rock uh, you want to talk about? Let's do, I'm thinking about this rock. I'm wondering if I could lift it up or if it's just my, you know, is standing like where did this rock come from? What it, you know, how deep is it? Like, uh, is is it been here for a day or has it been here for a thousand years? Uh, what is it like? Uh, has it experienced any of that thing that makes rocks wash away? Erosion? Okay, Scooter, I think I'm going to say, I'm, Scooter, I'm going to try to be like you. Okay, this is good. You're thinking about this space rock. Uh, maybe this is good energy for the craft fair. You're right, Stan. I'm going to focus my energy on this rock. Uh, okay, so uh, for craft fair... So I should just make a like a a craft out of like imaginary space rock uh, scooter. Uh, you, you use the rock to guide you to make some craft or some art. Uh, I I can't decide that for you. Okay. Uh, well, I'm just not sure. Sure, I guess I could worry. Uh, uh, okay, scooter. Just say just just see you're interested in space rocks. Uh, take it from there. And come to the craft fair. You, I've sent you the information 11 times. Uh, 
and here's a piece, I'm printing out a piece of paper uh, for you, uh, and I'll also call you uh, on the PA. Okay, Stan, I guess uh, I'll see you with, I, I guess, uh, like, I'm going to look into the space rack. Okay, thanks, because maybe I, like, uh, I wonder if I could make my own space rack here with the salvage on the ship. Scooter, maybe start with something smaller, like a craft, uh, and then we could figure out the, uh, like, something without molten, molten things right away. Okay, I get it, I get it, I get it. I'll see, I'll see what I, maybe I'll look, maybe I'll look for rocks. Okay, the scooter, that's great. Uh, I got to go uh, actually do some work as a commander. Oh, okay, commander. I'll see you later. Penpal, it's it's your friend Stan. I'm here to check in on Scooter uh, and see how he's doing with his rock. Scooter, it's uh, Stan. Uh, how's your rock project going? You Stan, you know what? There's almost no rocks on this ship at all, uh, except for the rocks like uh, we were us- you were using. And I think those are imaginary anyway, and those were uh, Earth rocks. Oh, Scooter, that's interesting to know. Uh, so were you having trouble crafting something for the craft fair? That begins very shortly. Well, no. So then I started looking outside. Of the, like, I looked outside of the ships, and, and I couldn't see. I mean, I know. I said, what are the odds of me seeing space rocks with the telescopes? And I couldn't see any space rocks. Oh, Scooter. Okay, that's interesting. So you were visually looking for rocks. Yeah, and then I, was, I couldn't figure out the, like, uh, radar stuff. Uh, plus, I don't think the cloud of delusion helps with that. But then I started looking into the salvage logs because uh, they figured some of these space rocks, if you, like, uh, I'm positive, are valuable, and a salvage ship would know what minerals it needs to rebalance as it's salvaging and or maybe even accidentally it's bringing on stuff, uh, you know what I mean? Oh, Scooter, this is interesting. You're, you're really digging into the, uh, so you looked at the salvage logs. And uh, since this ship's, uh, couldn't, some of the lo- earlier logs are encrypted because, uh, but since this ship's been in operation that I can tell, it's never taken a space. It, it has everything charted and logged, uh, unless I'm spelling rock wrong. But I put out like a, there's no record of a, a, a rock or a stroid or anything uh, ever being salvaged by this ship, which is automatically traveling the cloud, uh, salvaging everything. Okay, Scooter, that's interesting. Uh, and how is this going to be in your craft? Uh, you, uh, like uh, I'll make, I guess I'll make a, it's a science fair, right? Scooter, no, it's a craft fair. It's like a, like a, but it's all like a, yeah, I'll make a, pre- don't worry, I'll have something. I'm going to, I'll paper mache something together and I'll be there. If you could count on me, Stan. Okay, Scooter, but, uh, yeah, just bring something to the craft or, or just bring your, your enthusiasm and joy for other people's crafts, uh, and not an enthusiasm to disrupt it. Okay. Okay, Stan, don't worry. Uh, hey, Pen Pal, this is Stan. I've paged Scooter a lot, and we're ready to start the craft fair, so I'm just waiting for him to come. Uh, he, oh, hey, Scooter. Oh, hey, Stan. I'm ready for the craft fair. I got my uh, paper mache thing, uh, and uh, so I'm ready to go. How does a craft fair work anyway? Well, Scooter, it's a little bit different than you might expect. Also, Stan, I have like a bunch of presentations to make about the, uh, that the odds of us 
if run some math, uh, I think the odds of us not encountering space rocks is impossible. Okay, Scooter, but this isn't a science fair, so it's a craft fair. But it's like a, where we're going to give feedback, a positive feedback, as other people are working on the crafts. And we'll connect, and we're going to be, Scooter, really, we're in, I think we're going to problem solve our way under the cloud together by encouraging everyone's artistry on the ship is really the plan, Scooter, to be honest with you. And I think the science part uh, is interesting, Scooter, but we're trying to use the other part, the artistry, like you've been teaching me. So I don't know if we need the paper mache or the presentations about math, about the rocks. Though math could be artists, you've taught me. So why don't you just come in and see some of the crafts, Scooter, and then see what you how what, what uh, speaks to you. Okay, Stan. Uh, okay. Okay. okay uh, yep. Uh, okay. Let's do it. Oh, also, Scooter, I don't think you probably read any of the stuff I sent you about the craft fair or told you, because uh, I didn't record those parts. But uh, the theme of the craft fair is abundance, uh, and that was the prompt. Uh, it, maybe I just didn't do a good job of communicating that to you because you seem to be, but, but like with no rocks, uh, maybe there's abundance of space without rocks. Uh, so let's start. Come on in, Scooter. This, I don't know if you've met Adele Plus, but this is Adele Plus, one of the salvage uh, reclaimers uh, uh, from uh, Raybon's crew. And Adele Plus, why don't, oh, you want me to speak for you. Okay, so Adele Plus uh, has been working on something very interesting and beautiful, by the way, uh, faux uh, or an impression of a pressed flower scooter. Because we don't really have any flowers on the ship. So Adele Plus has created pressed flowers or, uh, it's you know what I mean, Scooter? Uh, So the, the, whoa, he's Adele Plus. This is, uh, how did you do, this is amazing. It really is beautiful. So Scooter, Adele Plus has taken paper and uh, salvage, like wire you see there. Those are wires, Scooter. And then pressed them and or painted them and then pressed them between wax paper. Wow, it's like uh that's like uh I'm speechless, Adele Plus. And I see some watercolors and some oil and even like a, wow, this uh you even used uh uh powder in there, huh, to color some of the things. Great uh uh it feels like it's like pressed flowers. I, I can't say better than it. Uh, but yeah, thank you, Adele Plus. That's beautiful. I really like how you captured the spirit of flowers uh, and uh, really creative work. Okay, Scooter. Scooter, by the way, holy cow, that was pretty. Uh, Scooter, this is uh, what I needed from you, actually. Uh, I couldn't say those kind of things. I, I couldn't put them together, Scooter. Look at Adele Plus is really... Uh, yeah, it's true. That's like unbelievable work. Well, Scooter, maybe this is your role. Let's let's keep going, Scooter. Scooter, this is Miss Sister Mary Ellen's craft here, and you're going to sit in this chair, uh, and Sister Mary Ellen's going to present. Uh, so Sister Mary Ellen has a dance, and she's combined like a few different forms of dancing and body movement, Scooter. So it's a little bit of ballet, liturgical dance, tai chi, 
Uh, it's more of an experience, as Sister Mary Ellen wanted me to say, and very influenced uh, by something natural. So it's evocative of something scooter. So lots of emotions. Oh, Sister. Okay, Stan, I'll take it. Thank you, Sister Mary Ellen. Okay, I'm taking it in. And I'm breathing. Sister Mary, I'm just co- commenting at the same time because uh, your emotions, uh, it's like a slow, gentle motions now. And I, I feel it, what's evoking for me is emotions of trees and the wind, a br- gentle but strong breeze. And uh, holy, it's making me feel like I'm in a forest, really, Sister. And it's okay. Trees can smile when people are commenting. Oh, now the wind is picking up. Oh, holy cow, sister. I don't know how you're capturing this with just your hands and your arms. Like, uh, it can hear the swish of the branches and like those random movements of the smaller branches. Whew, it's really making me feel like I'm there and at peace, uh, enjoying it uh, i can even feel the time of the day after after dusk or something like there's a some some moon or something it's very lovely thank you sister you're finished wow wow that's beautiful thank you thank you I, I wish i had more words than beautiful uh thank you sister thank you scooter Th- thank you sister that was uh, excellent Okay, so Scooter, so this is Rue Gray's, I don't know if you've met Rue Gray, Scooter, I mean in a peaceful, you know, Scooter. Again, hey, Rue Gray. So Rue Gray's rolling out this uh, miniature stage here with uh, uh, curtains to parts, uh, and they're going to do a performance as well. Okay, so the curtains are parting, Stan, and uh, it's a pond, uh, like a like a pond you would see in, in a, a public park or a municipal park, uh, maybe anywhere in the universe. Okay, wait a second. Are those origami swans, a, 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 a flock or a ga- goose gander of swans uh, floating on the water? Holy cow, and Rue Gray must be out of view. Uh, those are origami puppets. Stan, are these origami puppets? Scooter, they are. That's a fishing string that a Rugrace, uh, wow, floating on the pond. This is also very evocative, but also visual. Holy mackerel. Yeah, Scooter, it's pretty nice. Uh, watch this part, Scooter. Oh, wow, those are jumping fish. Uh, uh, oh, wow, origami fish. I didn't even see them under the water because they're angled to the stage. Uh, that's brilliant. Uh, whew, and now those are water clip water sprites. Paper scooter, those are paper clips. Yeah, I, I, I got mixed up, Stan, but that's uh, holy mackerel, Stan. We have an impressive Rue Gray. That was beautiful. Like, uh, we have an impressive crew, Stan. Stan, could I work with these three to do my own my own craft? Uh, scooter, you could. Why don't you do that? And uh, uh, yeah, why don't you do that, Scooter? I've got to go check some things, and uh, you work with them. Like you're gonna work with them, Stan. I really enjoyed this uh, this craft fair more than I can put into words. This great scooter. I'm just wondering. Okay, go ahead. Why don't you work with everyone? Comfortable with that? Great. I'll be back. 
uh, hey, Pen Pal, it's me, Stan. Scooter's about to put on a story for his craft. Uh, and he said it's a surprise, but that he's working, that they all work together on it. Uh, Stan, it's more of a fable, actually, maybe, or one of those other ones, the ones with a message. Uh, and it's in three parts. Uh, or, well, yeah, three parts. This is a, in progress, too, by the way, Stan. Okay, Scooter, great. Okay, is everybody ready? Okay, Stan, the rest of the audience, uh, maybe we're joined by uh, Sister Mary Allen for this first part. Uh, Once upon a time, uh, and I'm going to be in, in, uh, interpreting those emotions. So that was that motion meant once upon a time. Yeah, okay, there was a chicken named Little who was born with a very special gift. Uh, Stan, you can understand Sister's motions, right? Scooter, yes, but you're, it's helping that you're interpreting her dance. Uh, yes, so beautiful and fluid, sister. Okay. Is every time an object, uh, entered Earth's atmosphere, little could sense it. Now, technically, this was due to a, you know, uh, evolutionary jump in who little was, but we don't need to get to that. Uh, but it was uh, something both, uh, physical, and neuron and nerve based, uh, so little really could feel it and sense it's it's kind of hard for good job though sister did with that spiral thing there I mean we know this because of the legends of little, uh, but this was back when this was just a little the chicken, and little had this uh, f- physical uh reaction every time something entered the earth's atmosphere. But for Little, this was just a normal way of being. Little didn't really understand it. And Little was even living with the assumption that everyone felt these pangs. Uh, until one day, Little was out in a field uh, with a class. And uh, they were on a trip to watch a meteor shower. And each little streak across the sky corresponded with the feeling inside Little. And Little started to get what was happening. And Little became very interested in meteor showers uh, and going on these trips uh, with this uh, group of uh, children that enjoyed. So every year they would go and view this uh, as Little got older and older. One year, uh, one of the, the meteors sh- showered all the way to the Earth, uh, all the way through the Earth's atmosphere. And, you know, it, 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 it wasn't a big deal, but it was a big enough deal. And uh, it kind of changed Little's view of things. Because uh, Little was, you know, still pretty young, and that's a lot to say, wait a second, uh, this really happened, uh, and I really sensed it. But no one would believe little, as little said. I can sense that the sky is falling, and it's falling now, it's falling now. So little became a little over-focused on it, uh, and became really focused on the night sky. But even the day sky, little knew, and little started to know the time zones, and even developed a kind of a, a geographic sense uh, of where this was happening. It made it a little bit tough uh, because no one believed Little. 
And everyone just told little lighten up. And they said, well, of course you feel this way. You saw that one uh, make it all the way to the earth. Uh, just, 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 you're just having a strong reaction, little. And so little learned to kind of keep it to a little self and to kind of, uh, you know, say, hey, let's uh, let's keep this internally going uh, and uh, turn to kind of things inward, really. And as little got older, little kind of got into being escaping and uh, maybe feeling a little NUMB from stuff. Uh, and so start saying, are you, are you raising your hand like a uh, scooter? I am. Uh, what, uh, scooter, what, uh, is this a craft or? Uh, thanks, sister. That's, I guess, almost the end of part one. Uh, scooter, it's supposed to be about abundance. Uh, I'm not sure uh, how you're sticking to the theme here. Like an uplift, ab- abundance in a good way, Scooter. Is it, so where are we, where's this craft going? Well, Stan, you probably already know how the story goes as we lead into part two, you know. Little kind of turned, little's back. Uh, Adelphus has these giant pieces of art behind me here. Little was trying to shrink Little's world. Look at that. Oh, Scooter, that's lovely, uh. Yeah, thank you, Adolphus. Uh, into something little could manage and little could control. And little kept shrinking little's world down uh, to like an almost internal planet. Uh, a bit of a, a singular orbit. Uh, it wasn't so great. But it wasn't existing in a vacuum either. It wasn't totally empty. Because there's still the part of Little that was obsessed with outer space and what was happening. It's still curious, as this piece of art here shows. Uh, and that voice kept coming up, and Little started to say yes to that voice more and more, because it said something really interesting is coming, Little. Something that feels a little bit different, but it feels similar. Something heavy and massive and magnetic. Uh, and Little said, this is a little bit like, it doesn't have the same wobble. It doesn't have the same trajectory. And Little thought about where it started its journey from and where its journey would end. And Little started out on a journey to find out where this journey would end because Little sensed it would end here at Earth. As you can see there, uh, and as a little got closer and closer, it since its trajectory and its uh, motion was going gentler and gentler, uh, without any like uh, rushing or poppy pops or anything. And when little arrived at the end of little's journey, a crowd was already gathered because uh, little had sensed this giant rock uh, touching down on Earth. So there was a big hubbub and hullabaloo because it had arrived so gently that people had seen it coming in. This slow motion rocket coming in. Earth didn't make a lot of sense. Uh, and Little tried to get close to see because this is Little. So what is this? Uh, and I think very quickly people realized it was both a Stroid and a ship. Uh, and people were saying that, and Little began muttering in the crowd that I knew this was coming. I could tell it. I could feel it. I could feel it was different than everything else. 
And the people in the crowd for the first time in Little's life, uh, instead of passing on that, they said, uh, oh, tell us more. And people took interest in what Little was saying. And Little's, uh, you know, the crowd said, really, really? And Little was peppered with questions. And then finally, a scientist made its way to Little and said, uh, did you say you could feel this? You could sense it? We, we might need your help. Uh, and eventually this droid was a sh- ship uh, visiting Earth, and we knew that it was it came in friendship. But the science asked a little to, to, to come along and to go. They said, we need your help, Little. It sounds like you're just the help we need. And that's the end of part two. Scooter, that was a wonderful story. Uh, well, there's still part three, Stan. Okay, but Scooter, well, is working on part three, right? Well, yeah, but we're like, we, I mean, uh, yeah, this is still the middle of part three, but Adal Plus is still Rugray. Okay, sorry, Stan, I get those mixed up. Uh, well, Scooter, that was great sharing, and uh, I think we want to make sure we have craft time for everyone else. Uh, but yeah, well, every, a lot of people worked on this uh, together. Uh, we got the big finale for Rugray. Well, Scooter, could you kind of condense it? Well, sure, but you know, Sister had her turn, and the Plus had their turn. Uh, well, I guess thanks, thanks, Rugray. It looks like Stan's gonna. Um, yeah, I guess we could just do it another time. Uh, but does anybody have any questions so far about the story? So I could work that into the third part. Uh, Sister Caroline, what's your question? Well, what happens to Little? We do we do cover that in part three, but so maybe next craft fair. Uh, but Stan wants us to get you know Stan may be right, Sister. We leave the audience wanting more. I mean, even though we have it ready, it's not like you would. You don't have to wait. Okay, any other questions? Oh, slag by 2000. I didn't even know you were in here. Uh, is it fact-based? Uh, this is a great question. Part three uh, has some facts in it, for, for sure, uh, slag bots. Uh, but, you know, me- next time, we'll, we'll, maybe they'll have more facts next time. Uh, Scooter, I get it, I get it. Okay, okay. Uh, go, go ahead and do part three. Okay, Stan, hold on. I'm getting a question from Raybon in the brig. They're watching remotely. Is the rock a real spaceship that visited Earth? Uh, great question. Uh, yes, it is. Uh, I thought we covered that, Raybon, but you might not. Have, maybe you weren't paying attention. But yeah, it's the same ship that made first contact with Earth. Uh, Slagbot, is that fact-based? Well, it's just artist, artistic interpretation. Slagbot, would you hand, take that as an answer? Okay, thanks. Okay, Stan said we could do part three. Everybody ready? Okay, so little... Uh, as you could see with some of this origami art uh, puppetry, Little went to the science, went with the scientists and worked inside a mountain with a team of people who not only believed in Little, uh, but wanted to enhance what Little was doing, uh, sensing outer space objects uh, coming into their atmosphere. They really wanted to help and they wanted to make it pleasant for Little. And so they taught Little all sorts of tools and uh, different ways of amplifying little senses or them building on what little could tell or using it to solve puzzles they hadn't been, had a solution for. It's a great puzzle. I love that origami puzzle, by the way, uh, Rugray. Yeah, but no one could su- suspect how quickly things would change as Earth was exposed to outer space. Uh, 
And that scientist was named Wurlitzer, by the way, Stan. Not fact-based, though, so like, but, uh, and they were part of a bigger project, originally trying to track all the rocks and the asteroids and uh, coming to Earth and trying to figure out where they came from. And if anything else was coming to Earth, they were supposed to keep an eye on that. But until it's this ship, no, they had never seen that. They wanted to also give warnings, if like a little did, if, if the sky was actually falling and we knew, you know, how could we do that? Luckily, they never had to deal with that, uh, ironically enough, uh, in any major way. Uh, it was like the Falling Objects Group. Yeah, but they worked on that for a while, and then they also started, as more and more space traffic started to come to Earth, they found... Uh, they, their focus was shifted and Little's role was shifted a little bit because the people in outer space are super organized and uh, they wanted to know, you know, everybody, all the comings and goings. And, you know, sometimes, so, so Little actually made it impossible to do any sneaky sneaks uh, to come to Earth. Uh, uh, but Little was focused on helping and being needed in outer space in this new life. Uh, that went on, and they became more and more focused on, especially little on the traffic, uh, the actual traffic. Uh, and for a while, they didn't even notice uh, that the number of rocks coming to Earth had started to change, that it started to get less and less. Uh, but one night, little started having trouble falling asleep, tossing and turning. Something's not right. Uh, and Little started to look back at the data of uh, how many rocks are coming into Earth's atmosphere, how many are, you know, in the atmosphere or coming through, uh, coming into Earth orbit. And uh, the numbers didn't seem right. Uh, and Little brought it to the team and they said, oh, it's like a, a, a anomaly. Look at the standard deviations. It's still within the standard deviations. And Little tried to take that as an answer, but it still didn't seem, to Little it seemed clear as day, there's less rocks and less falling objects uh, every single day for Little. So Little dug deeper into the data and sensed that it had been changed uh, to make it seem like a less extreme change. Uh, and he went back to the team and they said, no, 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 these things happen. Like Earth's got a long history. Who are we to judge uh, change in, you know, there's been wild swings like this before we started keeping the numbers. And that's when Little's focus changed, and Little started to think about that they work in this side, this giant mountain, and Little was only aware of the project Little was on, and Little started to ask him questions internally and wonder what else was going on there. And at the same time... Uh, less and less of falling objects were coming to Earth. They're coming near Earth. And Little knew this is something's off here. Uh, Little had been through enough uh, in life uh, to question uh, things and question authority figures. But Little was also enough, smart enough to play along. So he said, Little, what do you think about that uh, less objects? Little said, well, there's a lot of space traffic. I'm focused on that. Uh, and he agreed with the team and who covered up a little doubts. Uh, he said, yeah, it's just an anomaly, standard deviation, all you know, 100%. But it was undeniable as less and less uh, things became 
even the scientists had trouble. Uh, uh, a little started to look into other. Is it like uh, Del Plus? Are you asleep? Uh, like a little started to look into other projects that they were working on. Um, sister, is any is anybody still? Uh, oh, Ray Bond, you're still uh, stands. I think even stands in sleep mode. Um, well, this is my craft, I guess, is uh, Long Winding Tales, uh, uh, quoted in delusion here. Uh, but this wasn't a delusion for little. Is a mystery. There were in the cloud of delusion, and there's no rocks here. And uh, that I did look into the historical figures in Earth's uh, rocks uh, who did go down. I based, so that was the fact-based part, uh, Slagbots in sleep mode 2. Objects did start uh, fall, stop falling. So where are they, you know? are they? They're not in the cloud, and they're not on Earth. Uh, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Uh, what else were they doing inside that imaginary mountain compound? Uh, but I'm going to lie down here. Uh, pen pal, I'm lying next to Stan here. So you could hear me. I guess Stan would say goodnight, pen pal. Uh, Stan's pretending to be asleep, pen pal, because uh, he was enjoying my uh, craft and my space story. Uh, Stan and I will talk to you soon. Uh, I want to thank uh, people who reviewed the show over on Apple Podcasts. Uh, Nullity said, uh, love the scoots. I uh, can't sleep without him and my new sleep phones. Uh, not only at night, but at lunchtime at work. Best podcast ever. Uh, Dulcet Tones FTW. That's pretty funny. Uh, that's awesome. Thank you, uh, Nullity. Uh, uh, music Lover 1 from New Zealand said, Magic. Someone on Twitter mentioned this podcast, so I listened to it. Uh, I've slept soundly uh, that night. Ever since I've slept soundly, falling asleep to scooters, pointless meanderings. It's brilliant. Thank you. Uh, the, the best of the best. Uh, this comes in from A. McFly uh, to the M to the Y. Uh, take any opportunity to introduce friends, family, coworkers, random person in the YMCA uh, to my good friend Scoots. I set up the podcast to sleep every night, set the sleep timer and uh, gently drift into dreamland, smiling at Scoot's corny jokes. Sleep with me as podcast has been a dream come true. Well, thanks, McFly, and my best to Marty, uh, Uncle Marty. <laughs> Hardy har har. Uh, Jonesy Boy, uh, 189 from the UK, uh, said, Finally, uh, for years I've struggled with sleep uh, and uh, looked for something to take my mind off of stuff, of uh, a world full of fullness. And my thoughts into a world of sleepfulness and dreams. This podcast just does just that. Uh, so thanks for reviewing the show on Apple Podcasts. I want to thank everybody commenting over on YouTube. Dipper, uh, Deborah, and Luke. Thanks, thanks, thanks so much. Uh, Bonnie, uh, Karina, uh, Radu. Thank you, thanks, thanks, and good night. Uh, Mai, uh, Aaliyah. And uh, BA to the username. Uh, thanks, thanks, and good night. Uh, Friedrich, uh, Tay, and James. Thank you, thanks, thanks, and good night. Uh, Umbrella, uh, SM, and uh, Deborah. Thank you, thanks, thanks, and good night. Uh, sleepy Sleep, uh, Kitty, 
and uh, uh, all thank you, thanks, and good night. Latte Cat, uh, Bouncing Soul, uh, Anna, thank you, thanks, and good night. Uh, New Eye, uh, Abby, and uh, Kashu, thank you, thanks, and good night. Uh, Min, Mackenzie, and Alan with an A, thank you, thanks, and good night. Keith, uh, moderator Keith, uh, uh, Diane. And uh, Sagittarius, uh, thank you, thanks, and good night. Uh, Scott, uh, Greg, and Foxy, thank you, thanks, 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 everybody, thanks, and good night. Uh, uh, Sleep with Me is a proud member of Night Vale Presents. Check out all the amazing shows over at nightvalepresents.com. And really a special thanks to our patrons. Uh, thank you, patrons, if you're uh, like uh, if you're here with me still. Uh, you know, you got to uh, queue up another episode. I'll still be here. Thanks for. Uh, Helping keep the show going. Good night.